This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. She took the baseball world by storm without any plans to do so. Alyssa Nacken has worn many hats in the Giants organization, but now she's also wearing the very large hat as a national trailblazer, as the first female to be a full member of an MLB coaching staff. Nacken has quickly risen into the public eye. It may be a lot to handle, but she does it with grace. We go inside this giant moment with Alyssa Nacken. Now, now, now. This is Inside Giant Moments. Presented by T-Mobile, our franchise has countless memorable, iconic moments. Join Mark Willard as he connects with our former players who lived these moments to relive the emotions, the stories, and the joy. How's everybody doing? I'm Mark Willard, and this is a special episode of the Inside Giant Moments podcast as we want to dive a little bit deeper in um, to inside this giant moment, which is absolutely very different. So Inside Giant Moments presented by T-Mobile and just honored and thrilled to have Giants coach Alyssa Nacken with us. Alyssa, um, truly it's uh, an historic time, obviously, for, for baseball, for the Giants, for you as well, and we're thrilled to have you. Thank you so much for doing this. Good morning, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to, to be on the show and, and chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first, are you having fun through through all this? There's a lot going on. You having a good time? I am. Yeah. I, every every night, like you know, as I'm getting ready for bed, I kind of just think about everything that happened that, in that day. And I know that everybody has 24 hours in a day, but <laughs> so much happens in just one day, and I have to just sit and reflect and re- realize, like, okay what did I start off doing this morning? How did it end? Um, what were the learnings? And at the end of it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. So, I mean, is that, is that truly part of your day? Like you get to the end of the day and you just kind of sit back and look back and reflect on everything that, that just happened? Yeah, it's um, a big part of just like my, like keeping my mental health pretty strong is just making sure I have like, even as little as just five minutes in the morning and at night where like I'm not looking at a phone or a screen or talking to anyone and I can just kind of sit and think about either, you know, some of the stuff I want to accomplish today or um, some of the learnings from the, from the day. And it's, it's really helped me. It's a practice I've, I've been doing for a couple of years now. And um, now it's coming in like really strong. So it's helping me through all of this. Yeah, almost like it was getting you ready for, uh, for this specific moment. How, how would you put it into words? Like, how has your life changed since joining the staff? I, I'm really trying to find the words. I'm writing a lot and really trying to find it. Um, so to, the an- or to answer the question of how has your life changed, what I've realized is that, quite honestly, like, 
my life, who I am, my values have not changed. Like I'm still me. I'm still, um, you know, I still call my mom almost every single day, you know, like I FaceTime with my best friend's daughter as much as I can. Um, but, you know, turning on like social media or like the, the news, I see myself out there a little bit more. Um, but I still, you know, I still don't know how to like do hair or anything. Like nothing, nothing really about me has changed. I think just more people know my name. Um, I also just love not having to be like stuck in an office every day and I get to be on a field with some of the best athletes in the world. So um, in that sense, you know, that's a little different. <laughs> and I love that. All, all good about the hair because you just put a hat on. So that's, that's the beauty. <laughs> you, you found kind of, you found a path here in, in, a, uh, in a job that lets you put a hat on. That's yeah, put a hat on, wear like baseball pants. I'm living the dream. <laughs> Uh, how difficult is it to find normalcy uh, through all this? I mean, and maybe this is a perception, I'm sure, as you've mentioned, you've got loved ones close, um, the Giants themselves, I I'm sure, uh, are used to having you around. So, you know, they, they just treat you like Alyssa. But I would imagine that the rest of the world now is, is kind of a different place for you. So how do you kind of compare that that, you know, that inner circle world and then the rest of the world right now? I think that being in like shelter in place and the quarantine, um, you know, from March through end of June really helped just keep me normal. You know, like I couldn't see anybody. Nobody could come see me. I wasn't around big crowds. Um, so I was just, you know, walking around my neighborhood every single day and, uh, it, it felt, well, I mean, it felt abnormal considering the situation that our world is in. Um, but in terms of like, people recognize me, nobody knew who I was. <laughs> I think one person like stopped me on the, on the street at one point. But so I, I felt normal. And like my, my friend circle, like even like colleagues at the Giants that are really good friends, they don't treat me any different or anything, you know, and I would never want anybody to. And so it's, I wish I had like this really drastic, exciting answer of how, you know, things are just so different, but they're really not. Um, again, you know, digitally, sure. And I get a lot more text messages and, and phone calls uh, than I ever have. And, but like the giants, the staff, the players, they just treat me just as a, as a normal person. Um, we, we laugh a lot, we joke a lot. Uh, we say like, yeah, you're one of the guys, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, in spring training and in Scottsdale, it was a little overwhelming. Like that was the first time, you know, you have just groups of people kind of running after you to get an autograph or waiting outside of the, the complex at 5 a.m. because they realize that's how early you get there. And they would be there when I got there. And that was like the most crazy thing. And then I walked in and I told like the guys that they were like, yeah, that, that happens. Like, welcome. <laughs> you know. So I, I don't know. I think, I think I'll, I, again, I have to like write all of this down because um, every day it's like, oh yeah, maybe that isn't quite as normal as it seems, but I feel normal day in, day out. Again, like those that I'm closest with, 
treat me just the same and we talk about the same things that we always have and it's like oh yeah yeah I saw this this article about you or saw you on tv or something and I'm like cool I yeah. said <laughs> <laughs> you keep talking about the writing like what what does that look like and where where's that going like is this something that you want to look back on in, in a number of years I mean I, I don't know would you publish something at some point like what's what what what's that you know where's that heading yeah, um, I think I, I'm talking about it so much because I just did it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like staring at the journal, you know, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it's just like handwritten journal and it's, it's not well written at all. It's literally just a brain dump of thoughts and I just allow myself to be completely imperfect in how I write things. And I just like share what's on my mind that, you know, maybe I can't, it sounds weird to share out loud. And then sometimes I reflect back on it and sometimes I don't. Um, it's, it's really cool. Like the day I was hired, I was cleaning up my room and I found an old journal from 2015. And I was just looking back at like the thoughts that I had back then. And it was just like, eye-opening that yes I need to continue to do this and I probably need to be even more thorough during this time because I've had so many emotions ups and downs and like so many thoughts going through my head throughout this time that I just want to document it for myself maybe for like kids one day um I've always wanted to write a book um or a children's book that's always been like a lifelong dream so I think I'm just uh gathering the content for that right now that's amazing that's I mean, you're 30 now so what was 25 year old Alyssa writing down what, what, what did those thoughts look like <laughs> it was a lot of what am I doing with my life I'm <laughs> I'm old and <laughs> like right it's, okay, it's that. silly <laughs> I, at, at 25, um, I was working at a gym in San Francisco and also like part-time working with the Giants, but I was working at a gym. I was like folding towels and doing laundry and like spraying down equipment, which is ironic because fast forward now, and that's what we have to do at our gym. So I'm like, I got this. I can like this out. And I just, I know everywhere where to spray, you know? And so, yeah, at 25, I just finished grad school and um, I just kept saying like, I wanna do something more, but, but at the same time, I wanna be very simple. I don't need a lot of things in life. I wanna be extremely simple and I wanna be able to see my family. I want to um, maintain this beautiful relationship that I have with my best friend and her child and, uh, I love San Francisco. I, I want to be able to like be in the ocean as much as possible, you know, like that. But then it was like, I also want to make like this impact on people and I want them to realize they can, they can really do whatever you want. In grad school, we, in, in our first like course that you took, you had to write down like, or it was like a, an essay on what you wanted to be when you grew up basically like what you wanted to get out of this program and the path you had to take and so i got super anxious during that because i had no idea what i wanted to do and like within the first week i was off the path that i thought i was supposed to be on and then i was just freaking out like i'm not going to be anything i'm not going to do anything like 
And I, this is like the thoughts in the journal. Yeah. And then like 30 year old Alyssa is looking back like, good, I'm glad you had those thoughts. And I'm glad you like stayed true to who you were and like kept thinking like simply, but also like staying within yourself and figuring out that getting off the path is quite frankly, the best thing you could do for your career. Wow. Wow. So good. That's, that's excellent. You mentioned getting a ton of calls and texts. I bet you've heard from some really interesting people. Who, who's, who have you heard from? Um, well, I'm not on social media too much, but people will like screenshot some stuff. Like people have reached out. Billie Jean King, she, she did a nice little post uh, back in January and then again a couple days ago and that just I, I can't really wrap my head around that that is just so cool um, Jenny Finch had shared some stuff which is awesome like I grew up wanting to be Jenny Finch in softball and it's it's more like I, I love hearing from my past coaches my my friends like colleagues at the Giants because, you know, it's fun to like read their texts and like reflect back on my relationship with that person, whatever it was. And it, it's like a good memory to have and say like, oh yeah, you know, like five years ago, like we were doing this together and now here we are. And so it's more like just the people that are around me that I just love, love to hear from. Um, I haven't, I, quite honestly, I, I haven't personally heard from, you know, like Barack Obama or anything like that. So, well, yeah. Still waiting. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll see. So, and the, the, the players, I mean, the players have been tr so supportive and congratulatory. And that just, that almost, that, has brought me to tears at one point, you know, just their love and support through this. And um, yeah, that, that's the, I think that's, that's the biggest one. It's just the players support and their, their outreach to me throughout this week in person <laughs> more, but um, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. You know, you, you've mentioned before that for you, this is, this is about baseball and, uh, and, and about your job and doing it well, like, like anyone else would. Um, and it is that, um, but it's also more than that. I wonder to what level do you welcome the historic nature of what's going on? It's, it is hard for me to just wrap my head around it all, you know, and um, it just shows like, there are times where sometimes I feel, um, I, well, I feel like incredibly grateful, but also very, very humbled. And also like, there are so many women out there that have paved this path for me to get here and have been literally told, you can't be in baseball because you're a girl. Um, Rachel Balkovec of the Yankees had to change her name on her resume to Ray so that she could get like a foot in, in the door to actually interview because nobody was looking for girls. And this was, I think wow. like six years ago. Wow. And, you know, and she's been, been through the ringer with just a variety of situations and people telling her no, only because she's, she's female. And it's like, that is what just makes me feel so 
um, like have this huge sense of responsibility to honor all of those women and the, the women that are currently going through massive struggles just to be equal to men. And so that is like, yeah, this, I have a job to do on the field, but there's also this very big job for humanity that I'm a part of and I need to make sure that I'm continuing to move the needle forward. You've been with the organization for, for five years now, um, but, but I wonder if you saw this as the path. Like, did you see this coming? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, I did not. Um, I started in baseball operations and, and that was in 2014. So that was a pretty wild year in itself, just being a World Series year. So I'm like, great. Well, this year, like really set the bar high. <laughs> so um, and I realized like I still wasn't exactly sure what I was was wanting to do you know I grew up playing sports my whole life I was like an athlete until I graduated college and then you graduate college and you're like okay go go figure out the rest of your life which is a lot of years and so um I was just kind of dabbling and trying to figure out what worked for me in my exit interview of my internship with the Giants in 2014 um our then manager of uh, amateur scouting asked me well, if you could be anyone in this organization or have the title of anyone in this organization, whose would it be? And I'm in there with like HR, like I think either Bobby Evans or Sabian was in there too. And like a lot of big name guys. And I said, I don't know. I don't think I see what I want to do yet. Like I see pieces of jobs that I really, really like, but it's not like, Oh, that's the person I want to be. That's the title I want to have. Um, and that was just the honest, the honest truth. But I wanted to stay with the organization. And the Giants are so much more than just on-field production. I mean, they do so much in the community, so many different events. Um, and, you know, it's family. And I wanted to continue to be a part of that family and be a part of the Giants. Um, the last like four or so years, I was working more on like the health and wellness side of the organization and um, loved it. Health and wellness is a huge part of my personal life. And so to be able to blend that with a career was um, a really fun kind of project. And, you know, at the start of 2019, when Bochi announced his retirement, that's when we all knew, okay, there are gonna be some pretty significant changes come the off season. And right around that time, like I was also feeling the need and the urge to do something, like take a next step in my career. And um, I just was thinking like, is there an opportunity for me to get back onto like the baseball operations side, you know? And cause, cause that, the, the department was kind of shifting with personnel as well. And, um, you know, Farhan had just come in and really inspired by, you know, not only what he is like as a president of baseball ops, but also as a leader. And that was kind of what I was drawn to. However, I, I just didn't assume that there could be an opportunity. Like it was literally me thinking, okay, well, I've been out of baseball ops for the last four years. Like there's no shot that, or no way I have a shot at that. But I would just, I continued to talk with a lot of people, a lot of executives, a lot of colleagues within the organization and um, just kind of earn their support of saying like, well, well, why wouldn't, 
why couldn't you pursue something like that? Um, and then I was thinking, oh, yeah, might as well. And then CAP was hired. Um, and again, like going back to, you know, Farhan being an amazing leader, hearing like CAP speak and learning a little bit more about his coaching philosophy and, and who he is as a person, it was like, whoa, now that is the team that I want to be a part of. Like, I just want to support him and whatever, whatever he needs, whatever this new staff needs. And I just had that mentality going on in my head and um, it would kind of come out in conversations I was having regularly. And then I was thinking, wait, I think there could be a position here. Like, it's kind of like they, the baseball ops, the coaching staff side, like they all just need this like glue person to help everything kind of stick together and then move forward and start the season. You know, so I was kind of writing out like proposed positions. <laughs> it just, I didn't know that was a thing, but, but it is. If you Google it, it's totally a thing. And so I was like ready. And then Cap and I started to talk um, kind of around like Christmas time about, about a role on his staff. I didn't know that meant coaching staff. I, and I didn't care. I just wanted to be a part of, of kind of like this new regime, if you will. Um, and throughout like our interviews, I still didn't really understand the position, like the title. And I never cared about what the title was. It was more about, okay, here are my skills. Here's the experience. Um, let, let's go to work. And no, I, I didn't see this because I've never seen a female on a baseball field at the professional level. So for some silly reason, I didn't think it was possible. So how would you then describe that, that specific role? Like, like let, let the fans know on the, on the day to day, right? What, what, what this looks like. Yeah, um, I think Cap has said it best. He's also mentioned this about a couple of our players, like being a Swiss army knife, um, you can really do a lot of things and you're effective at a lot of things. So um, I, I kept saying like, oh, I don't really care about titles, but assistant coach is quite honestly the best title that uh, describes what I do. I assist all of our coaches in whatever it is they need. However, I focus far more on outfield and base running and work the closest with Antoine Richardson, our first base coach on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so so day-to-day, well, now we're in season, so we just had a first game last night, so I'll be able to like talk about that as, as we get going. But, um, you know, in spring round one and, and summer camp, it was, it was working with outfielders every single day, drills, throwing programs, and then base running um, many times a week. And, and so it's, it's, you know, a lot of drills, but also a lot of just conversations and a lot of, um, you know, we're trying to track so much and make it digestible for these guys so that they're ready to go out in the game. There's just so much information out there and our analysts are amazing and work really closely with us. So we meet with them very regularly and from there kind of consolidate the information that we get and turn it into very bite-sized nuggets that we can give to our guys right before they go out to the game so that they just have this, this extra thing, whether it's an outfield or base running that they can use in game. Because once the games come, like it's like, okay, it's, it's showtime, here we go. Okay, quick pause to thank our sponsor, T-Mobile. It's never been more important to stay connected and T-Mobile has taken steps to support customers along with frontline workers nationwide during these uncertain times, they've been amazing. T-Mobile responded to customer needs 
by increasing network capacity, lifting smartphone data caps, and increasing data allowances for schools and students in the Empower Ed program. They've also committed to donate $2.5 million to over 100 local schools and Boys and Girls Club of America, which provides childcare for our nation's first responders and healthcare workers, meals for families in need, and more. T-Mobile is committed to supporting customers, communities, and thanking frontline workers across the nation. Visit T-Mobile.com for more information. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. Take us through the experience of getting to actually inform some of the players that they had made the team earlier this week. Oh yeah, that, that was so special. I didn't know I was going to get to do that. It came five seconds before the first guy walked in and Cap said, okay, you're gonna tell him. And then I said, what do I say? <laughs> like, well, tell him, I, he's like, just just talk to him and then tell him that he made the team you know so in my head I'm thinking okay one don't cry two thank goodness I have a mask on because like you won't see my lip quivering as I'm telling you probably like next to you having a child like a very big moment in your life um and it's special like I've even though we didn't have too much time in spring training round one and summer camp was only a month long, we spent three months like learning about these guys as humans during the quarantine time. And so you just, we built this, this strong bond. And, and so it was really cool to just reflect back on, you know, where, where he started in Scottsdale and then everything that's happened since. And, so, you know, get ready, you're going on a plane tomorrow. Um, so that was cool. And then, then the second one, I mean, was, was really, really special. It's emotional for, for you know, these guys. They're, they're doing something not a lot of people ever get to do. And it's what you dream about as a kid is, you know, playing Major League Baseball. And it's, uh, it was an honor to be able to, to tell them, but it, it came very quick. It was more like, okay, you're telling him and then, oh yeah, you're going to tell him too. So. Cool. So cool. Uh, love it. Um, I'm glad you brought up the word quarantine because um, now we have a little section called behind the mask, three specific questions to dealing with uh, life and baseball in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, so the first one is, what is the strangest thing you've experienced through all this? Mm, let's see. I think, um, oh man, this is a hard question. The strangest <laughs> experience. Um, well, so I think the, um, like in San Francisco out at, like I live in the outer sunset and, um, there's at Ocean Beach, there's this huge parking lot. And this isn't that strange. This answer sucks. But I was just gonna say like, yeah, we, we want to hear it though. <laughs> having like they shut down the parking lot. So like, there are no cars there. And as somebody that lives there and like, loves to run and loves to surf and loves to go out there. It was just a really kind of nice to go down there and have like nobody in the parking lot. Um, but that's not very strange. That's a really bad, bad answer. Actually, no, I think we get that. Like I can remember when this was all first going down, like one of the last nights I left the radio station and you're walking through the busy streets of San Francisco, 
for like a 10 minute walk and I didn't see any cars. Yeah, it's like kind of like a ghost town. Yeah, you're this is, I mean, it's very eerie when, when you see stuff like that. Yeah, we, when I was driving home from Scottsdale, it was like, it was a Tuesday night at, at 6.30 p.m. I was like on 280 about to enter San Francisco and I was the only car on the road. That was weird. So, yeah. Totally. All right. Uh, second question. Other than baseball, what activity got you through that time? Mm, um, being in the water in the ocean, whether surfing or just like jumping in, um, kind of running and just playing in the water really was helpful and healing. Yeah. Yeah. And then last one, what part of the new protocol around baseball uh, would you like to keep forever? What would I like to keep? Oh man. Yeah. Um, well, just the concept of good hygiene is okay. really, yeah. I really like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just for myself, but also for others. <laughs> and so that's it, something that as a woman, you probably we, like <laughs> industries that have a lot of males probably should have that touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I really appreciate like the encouragement of washing the hands and, um, you know, the, the sanitizer, though I do believe they're, they're and I don't know, some may disagree, um, but I, I do think it's important that, you know, we do build up, um, you know, enough bacteria to kind of uh, get into our immune system. So that kind of scares me, but just the overall concept of good hygiene is, is something I'd, I'd like to keep. But other than that, um, yeah, like I really miss the high fives and the hugs. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, you know, we heard during that time so much from players about, you know, whether it was backyard batting practice or, or whatever they were all doing to stay in shape. But what about the coaching staff? What were you all doing during that time? We were on Zoom a lot. <laughs> and like, so yeah, we were working a lot. But um, all of us are pretty into um, fitness and working out. So we would sometimes just you know, I think a couple guys got into running and they would text me because they didn't like running and they knew that I kind of like running and they'd text me like, okay, I just ran 40 minutes, like your turn, <laughs> you know? So I think we all did a lot of home workouts um, with like dumbbells and small apartments. And um, there were times where you could kind of ex escape the home and go to an open field and play catch, um, you know, hit a little or take ground balls. So uh, we, we'd get out and like kind of sneak wherever we all were spaced out. So I think, but I think a couple guys got to go play catch with their wives or throw into nets. Like I threw into a lot of walls and a lot of nets and my boyfriend plays base, played baseball. So he was, he's awesome to have around and play catch with on a regular basis. Uh, now that the games have started, I mean, you mentioned kind of, you know, especially focusing in on base running in the outfield, but now that the season has started, take us through a typical day for you. Mm. So I'll take you through yesterday since sure. it was day one. Um, I woke up really early <laughs> and uh, I think it was like, you know, jitters and also I didn't want to be late, um, but our bus wasn't leaving until like, 12:45 p.m. so um 5 30 was a little early <laughs> and but we're in Pasadena in this 
it's it's awesome so I went running around the neighborhood and kind of caught the sunrise and um so that was a really good start to the day and and then you eat you eat a lot here so I really have to make sure I'm like mindful of what I eat but there's just food available all the time um and then Antoine and I met and we met with an analyst too and just like kind of did some last minute game prep um and it was pretty intense because we were looking at each other like okay like this is the show this is go time this is not like a spring training game you know like there's we can't make mistakes right now you know that's the mentality we had and so it was a little like stressful quite honestly just making sure we had everything like we were prepared um i'm sure you know that the dodgers kind of switched their lineup on us last minute <clears throat> so that that's, happened <laughs> and, how did, how did uh, that's what you were doing what's that how did that adjust what you were doing well we had to adjust our lineup yeah completely you know from a left-handed starter to a right-handed starter so but you know we were we were prepared for that we um you know you have to be prepared for anything and everything so we were prepared it was just a matter of kind of um reworking some of these matchups and then you get to the field and for me it takes me a while to figure out where i go to change and so like i have to find the clubhouse guy and like he's usually scrambling and then i'm like no rush, but at some point, can you please let me know where I can go and change before everybody in here starts to change. So um, I got to walk through like Dodger Stadium and then I got lost and got locked out of all the doors because everything locked and it, but that's typical that happened in spring training round one. Um, but then, you know, you get you get on the field and you start BP and that's like, yes, like we're here, we're playing and um, just it just a couple of last minute short meetings with um, small groups and then it's go time. So now like today we'll we'll meet in a couple hours and um, be ready to go for game two. You know, I hear a lot of voices right now saying the Giants are all about trying new things and maybe doing things in a different way. And maybe that's perfect for a 60 game season because everything in baseball is is new and and full of all of uh, all kinds of differences. Do, do you buy that, that your specific staff is kind of built for this? Yeah, I think we are, um, it's, we're a staff that has, we have multiple strengths in so many areas. So, and we're constantly working together and like weaving in and out of lanes. You know how people will say like, stay in your lane? Yeah. That's, we, we've like talked about that phrase in general. We're like, no, like if, if I have something that can make your lane stronger, I'm going to hop in there and go, you know? And like, that's the mentality we've had from, from day one. And now entering this 60 game season, it's like, okay, we have all of these different minds from all different backgrounds and experiences. And just like this diversity of thought to help kind of, um, bring answers to questions that some of us may not have been thinking about. And, you know, this, this is a sprint of a season. And I think everybody needs to think creatively, not just like in the game, but also logistically, like our summer camp was amazing. And that like pays tribute to just how um, thoughtful Kai Correa is and how he is able to kind of just drive the ship and understanding like, 
what all of our needs are and us communicating to him what we need. And we were able to pull off this really extraordinary camp um, that went really well. So yes, I think entering this season and having all of these kind of different thoughts and perspectives and, and ways to, to communicate with each other and challenge each other to try something else is putting us in a really good spot. Um, let's look ahead for you a little bit. And I, and I wonder where this is all going. And uh, when, you, when you take a visual on the future of your career, what do you see? Oh, that's, that's, that's hard. I love the role that I'm in and, you know, you're always thinking, okay, I need to develop, I need to get stronger. I need to like grow in certain areas. And I really love the concept of, of game strategy. And I, I love being a part of the conversations with Cap and Kai and Ron Wotis, just on like the whole game itself. Um, I don't see myself becoming like a specific hitting coach or a specific pitch, pitching coach. Um, I love like working with the outfield and base running and also just like the full concept of offense that includes the hitting and, and the base running. And, um, you know, Cap I, is uh, a, an amazing leader, an amazing teacher and somebody who's extremely transparent and open and allows me to sit in on some pretty um, remarkable meetings where I learn a ton and even like roster construction, that sort of thing. So I'm really gravitating towards kind of learning more about, um, you know, management of, of, a, of a game, of a team, of an organization. So that, that seems pretty awesome. I've never been somebody that just like wants to wear one hat that's it. That's what I am. And, um, you know, I, I like having hands in different aspects of the game. So I think, you know, next steps will lead me to being in kind of bigger positions in, in that sense. So, but we'll see. Do you want to manage? <laughs> that sounds really awesome. So yeah, that would be cool, but it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say, I mean, you know, a year ago, it, I didn't know I was going to be sitting here. So, so who, who knows, but it, yeah, Cap's job is enticing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know, what, I wonder with all this also, what, what, what is the message that, that you really want to convey to other females throughout all of sports who, who are, are trying to rise and trying to do new things? tap into your support system, even though there's probably a lot of people that are unsupportive in whatever it is that you're doing, there are a handful of people that support you and they're, they're at all levels. It could be family, it could be friends, it could be loved ones. It also could be, you know, just like former colleagues, former classmates, former coaches. And my support system has is the reason why I'm, why I'm here. They were people who I felt open and comfortable talking to about where I felt personally and professionally. And, and last year I was like ready to take a next step. And I felt like those people who I talked to were just so supportive and not this kind of support where it's like, you can do anything you set your mind to, like work hard and do it. It was like, 
okay, no, if, if you want to get back into baseball apps, this is the next person you need to talk to after we talk. And then it's on you to put in the effort to write down the skills that you bring to this role. And so it's like the support system that's like, yeah, they're going to like have your back, but they're not just going to be padding it. They're going to be like pushing you into like holding you accountable and making sure you're pushing forward. Um, you know, like the cheerleaders in your life are, are great to have, but it's the support system that is just really true and will give you like the real hard advice that is sometimes not easy to take, but you can reflect back and say, okay, yeah, that was a hard conversation to have, or like you pushed me to take this really uncomfortable step and it opened this door. So, so that's, that's number one. Number two, I think it just goes back to this sense of like, we, we feel like we need to have this, this path, this trajectory and go like step by step, like a ladder. And then when something doesn't happen, it like throws us off. Um, and I think it's just, I, I said it earlier, like being thrown off course is sometimes the best thing for you. So I think you just need to continue to have an open mind, but be able to focus on what it is that is like important to you, whether like deep into the future or even just right now and just stay true to that and like keep, keep going and then appreciate those times when you are taken off course, because, you know, that's probably when you're learning the most and you're growing the most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, having been in the organization for five years and now uh, a, a total regime change, you're, you're a great person to ask, like, uh, how are things different now versus the way they were and, and, and how you see that continuing to evolve, evolve into the, the future of the team? Ron Wotus would actually be the best person to have this, like, to answer. Um, and so, so for me, just on, on the, the staff side, you know, I didn't really know the coaching staff too well. As an intern, I was, like, putting together scouting reports, and, and I, like, gave Woe his scouting report. And it's funny because, like, we'll, we'll be in the office back in San Francisco, and there are some reports that, like, I had put together as an intern. And um, so that, that's interesting. But I think just uh, we are and, – and this isn't to say that – any, anybody else never did this, but, and again, I can't really speak to how the, the former staff was, but our staff, I mean, it's, we're always challenging each other and challenging our thought process. And we're never like complacent. We're never like, okay, yeah, we're in a good rhythm. Let's keep going. It's like, okay, yeah, that worked, but we could get better here. So here you go. And I think with that, like you have to have a lot of stamina, a lot of energy and a lot of like thick skin to know, okay, even if I do something really awesome or come up with this amazing game plan, we are going to challenge it and it's going to look different in, in the next week because we want to make it better. And, and that's kind of what our, our mindset is. And I think it's incredibly important, especially in a game of baseball when so much is changing that you don't just want to fall back into, okay, this is how it's always been done. So this is the reason why we're going to do it. But no, it's like, well, why has this always been done? Why did it work now? Or why did it work then? What, we, what can we do to make it even stronger now? Um, so I think that's what you'll see a lot from this team and this staff moving forward is just 
seeing something, but then not, not really getting married to that and knowing like, okay, there's going to be an adaptation to that to make it stronger. Uh, you've talked a lot about your personal experience with, uh, with health and wellness, both just as a human within the organization. We know that, that, uh, that Gabe Kapler has a lot of focus in that area as well. So uh, how, how much more of a centerpiece is, is that now within the Giants organization? Oh, it, it's, it's huge. I mean, to just, you have to take care of yourself first before you think you can be the best version of yourself for your family, your colleagues, your work, the team, you know, so that's something that we all take with great pride. Um, <clears throat> you'll see like, our staff, we're in the gym in what at whatever hours of the day we can get in there because of like social distancing and we can't be in there like when the players are working out. So every single night after camp, our almost our entire staff would be in there working out and, you know, like players would be leaving and looking at us like, dang, like it's, they just spent nine hours on a field straight, like in the sun, running around, like doing all this. And now they're like in the gym and, um, but it just, it helps us all one, stay calm through all of this. And, and two, it's just an important piece. Um, so I think if you're trying to go through a season or spring training or whatever, like you have to have the stamina. I mentioned the, the food earlier. It's, it's healthy food, but it's always there. So you have to be like, have some self-control, which I, I don't yet. And so that's why you just have to get in like workouts when you can. And, and Lerone, um, our director of performance and nutrition is a huge asset to us, this team, the staff, and just, um, being there for us to help us with more of like the nutritional nutritional needs. So yeah, it's it's a huge piece to this. It's a huge piece to anybody in whatever career they're doing. Um, I gave you the kind of long vision question. I, I want to get the the short term vision as well. Like you're now and in, in in this handful of months, you're on the coaching staff. You've coached first base. You've you've become a a name associated with with so many different things um in the immediate uh, immediate future what's next we just really want to continue to perform at a high level like high performance is what we strive for every single day like for the guys on the field but also for for me personally and i think like results like wins losses are the byproduct of that so it's less about okay like I want to win the next 59 games you know no that's not realistic but I want to assist our team and our staff in performing at our highest level for the next 59 games and for me like if if it's personal it's like okay I need to be be better than I was yesterday. And yesterday, just getting ready for game one, I learned a ton and I learned a lot about what like I'm missing and some blind spots in just terms of preparation. And it goes back to like challenging a process. And so I just wanna continue to adapt my process to, and especially the process that Antoine and I have in, in outfield and, and base running. And, so, so that is, that's like the immediate goal is, is, okay, how can I be better than yesterday and be more effective? 
Um, and, you know, I think one day, maybe one day I'll, I'll I'd, if, if the, I'd like to maybe throw a batting practice one day, but not in this season, I don't think. It's just so, so, it's such a sprint and we have so many coaches that can throw so much better, but um, that's like a huge struggle that I have, quite honestly, <laughs> and um, something that I work on almost every single day. So this off season will be like, okay, that, that's, I wanna be able to throw like 50 in a row, just, straight and not miss once so that's like a silly personal goal so 59 wins is not realistic what do you think 52 what, what do you think somewhere like that yeah we'll shoot for 52. oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goodness we called it a special edition of inside giant moments presented by t-mobile and it it really really was Alyssa. My gosh, an honor to talk to you. Congratulations on everything. You're just fantastic. And, and uh, thank you so much for, for taking this time. Thank you, Mark. This was fun. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review and share the podcast with your friends and family. For more exclusive conversations, subscribe to the Inside Giant Moments podcast presented by T-Mobile now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.